Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Derek, you are back! I am back. I have returned. You were out in BC. You were out skiing. I was. It was a fantastic trip. You weren't doing anything even remotely related to paddling. No, not really. Or camping. I couldn't have gotten farther from water. Yeah. Well, I guess you were doing it. Well, technically, snow's water. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) Technically, if you want to say your skis were a canoe and your poles were your paddles, then you were downhill canoeing. (laughs) We we were messing around with a toboggan that looked like a canoe and and, uh, doing table surfing at restaurants and stuff. It was fun. Table surfing at restaurants. Yes. We we, we went out out on a kind of sort of a pub crawl and... We had a piece of the snow, town, so red. we had a one of the guys found a toboggan, and we uh, it was the centerpiece of the table. We put all our gloves and mittens in it, and and at the end of the night, one of the guys was uh, surfing across tables with a canoe. Well, alrighty. The server thought it was so funny. I'm sure. But then the manager didn't. <laughs> <laughs> funny is in the eye of the beholder. I've come to find <laughs> sometimes those beholding <laughs> do not find it amusing. So where did you go? I went to Big White, which is about an hour northeast of uh, Kelowna, BC. Okay. It's a, it's a pretty well, big mountain. I saw the pictures that you'd uh, posted. Yeah. That's pretty, that's amazing pretty awesome there. Yeah. The trees were, the pines and all that were all just pure white. Yeah, pure white. And what it was is, I don't know for a fact, but it, what we were thinking amongst ourselves is that because of the, we are in the cloud layer. The mm-hmm. clouds, when the clouds form, you can't see crap and you're skiing into trees and stuff. But uh, because the clouds are on the mountain, it crystallizes on the trees and it turns each tree into a popsicle. And instead of, you know, instead of snow falling on the tree, it forms that like snow ice... forms on the tree. Right. It crystallizes on the tree. That's awesome. So yeah, that, that was that was really nice looking, really, really mm-hmm. nice shots there. Yeah, it's so amazing. So amazing to be so high up. And like we had a really a few days of like a lot of sun. And then like on Friday, it, uh, we had 10, 12 inches of snow. It was, uh, it was amazing. It was, the skiing was wonderful. Now so I know fantastic. there was one point I was texting you. Can't remember why I was texting you. Yeah, I don't know. But you were in the hot tub or something. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. making floaters in the hot tub or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if I was doing that. <laughs> I don't know. You said you were pretty drunk, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Drinking scotch. You drank a whole bottle of scotch or something or half a bottle of scotch? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I was... I had help. Yeah, you sure you did. <laughs> yeah, you poured it into a glass. That helped. <laughs> you used a straw. That helped. <laughs> yeah, there was 14 guys there, right? We had a lot of fun. Yeah. No, you know what? It sounds like it, uh, but you got to do that once in a while. Go with the mm-hmm. guys and yeah. mean, don't need to quite go that yeah. far. But What know. an amazing condo we had. Like it yeah. was uh, it, it B&B uh, thing or Airbnb yeah, it was, thing? It was Airbnb. It was uh, like, there was like five bathrooms, 12 beds. It was, it was amazing. That's an apart. That's like one condo? That was one condo. It was a two-story. Five bathrooms. Yeah, it was a like, two-story condo. I don't even know houses that have five bathrooms. <laughs> Are you sure that was one? It was you didn't nice. maybe get it hung over incredible. and wake up in somebody else's. <laughs> well, it came with a premium price tag, too. We were there for uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so four nights, and it cost us about 4500 bucks. Well, between 14 people, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Five bathrooms. It was a very well-appointed, like, there's artwork on the walls, there's uh, glass art pieces on, on, like, side tables, and it was very classy. It was very nice. Hot tub. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was the basically the top two floors of the condo building. Wow. It was, there was parking in the basement, elevator. It was nice, and it was right on the hill. Like, we were right in the middle of the village. So you, were, you didn't want for anything? No, no. Wow. Yeah, it was a walk to the grocery store. It was a walk to breakfast. It was a walk to the uh, gondola lifts to the base lodge. Oh, what a beautiful! So you just parked the car and yeah, we never touched the car. Which we like, we we all got there by bus, and two guys came by car because they went and did the beer run and booze run. Right, I think they got like eleven or twelve hundred dollars worth of booze. (laughs) Wow, we left a lot behind too, though. Oh, she did. I think we left. She did three cases of beer, and pretty much every bottle of booze had about an inch or two in the bottom. Oh, just so you didn't have to take them back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really considered leaving anything behind, buddy. (laughs) The dregs of the bottle. Here, we'll just give them that. Yeah. Yeah, they get to get the money back for that. (laughs) It's the biggest hill I've ever skied. 
Yeah. And uh, somebody was saying that they looked at the ratings for the hills. It's uh, Big White is the third largest in Canada. I think I behind Sun Peaks and Whistler. Or Whistler is definitely number one. And Big White is like number three. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But Whistler is like always packed though. Yeah. You know what? We, uh, there was, we never waited in line. Like it was the whole time I was there. The, every time I went to a lift, it was, you basically went right straight through. Just really? Whoop, Maybe right just not enough seat. people know about it yet. No, it, uh, apparently it's, we're sort of off season right now. Like no. it was, uh, we had, there was a family day weekend had just happened mm-hmm. and, uh, Olympics was on. Mm-hmm. And there was a big week coming up this week or next. So it was sort of in the middle. Uh, it was a dead oh, spot. Oh, so perfect timing. We just found a dead spot. It was just luck. We, it wasn't even planned that way. We, we found a dead spot. So yeah, and because of the timing too, it's like, so we're we're sort of jet lagged. Our time is off. So we, we, we everybody was awake at like five, four or five in the morning anyway. So we just kind of gathered in the big uh, TV room and watched Olympics every morning from like four till six. And Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Saw some uh, good stuff there. And then you went out and... Enjoyed the day? Yeah, and I'm still exhausted. <laughs> I'm still trying to recover. It's, I'm just so tired. My legs are burning. I, I tweaked one knee. I have a, some sort of crushing injury for my ski boots on my one of my feet. So it's I'm, reco- I'm getting old. I think that's what had happened. That's when you were in the hot tub. The was after, yeah, you'd hurt, you were recovering yes. or something. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was twisted hurt. your knee or something. My, you'd yeah. say in your foot. My knee and my foot and my, my, my thighs were burning from skiing. And it's like, oh... Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, I don't ski enough. I'm not in shape for that. It's called age, buddy. No, that and that too. I know. Just I'm add that old. on there too, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had the conversation this weekend. How heavy are you? Two. Too fat. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you get to that age where you're putting on a couple extra pounds. But yeah. hey, as long as you're still getting out there, bud. Yeah, I that's am. That's a good thing. Well, it, it sounds like fun. you had a good time. Like I said, I saw some of those pictures you posted. and Yeah. That was beautiful. So much snow. When, first thing we saw when we got there was the fact that there was five or six feet of snow on every roof. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, we passed five or six dump trucks trucking snow away from the uh, from the village. So they because just had They had a too big much snow. They had to get rid of it. So there was a big loader, and they were just loading up these dump trucks all day long and getting rid of snow. It's like, wow. can you imagine it's a problem that you have too much snow? They should hold the Olympics there, <laughs> the Winter Olympics. And Well, to the women, one woman that uh, they did the uh, the big, uh, what's it, you know, where there's four skiers go down the run and there's big turns and jumps and whatever. Anyways, mm. one of the girl, uh, one of the girls is from Big White who oh, won, yeah? she won gold. And the one she trains with, Brittany, fr- is from, I think, Quebec, but she trains at Big White. Right. So two of them. That one gold and silver. We're training Training there. at Big White. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, Excellent. Pretty cool. And then you came home. Yeah, and then I came Back home. Back to reality. Yeah. Back to yeah. reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got home at uh, 3.30 in the morning on Sunday morning. <laughs> it was a long day. <laughs> it was yeah. a very long day. Now, I know when we go places, we like to, like if we're flying somewhere, do an overnighter to get there first thing in the morning and then late in the afternoon coming back yeah Yeah, just to get all that extra time right yeah but yeah then the next couple days you're just like oh my god (laughs) what's going on (laughs) i just don't want to do nothing (laughs) no i'll just sit here and my depends and (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm not (laughs) Not leaving the the couch couch. yeah not leaving the couch for anything (laughs) yeah yeah i don't care if i starve to death i'm not moving (laughs) so Cats within reach. <laughs> if I'm really hungry. <laughs> well, good to have you back. I, on the other hand, while you were off having fun, off skedaddling across the country to go skiing with your buddies, mm-hmm. I went to the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show. Yes, and I had a blast. I imagine you did. I've walked through that thing three hours and been done ready to go yeah this year oh my i couldn't go five feet without somebody stopping to talk yeah because like there's just we've met so many people over the last year like every five feet you're just stopping to talk to someone or you're being stopped or 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 whatever and it was like it just seemed to take for and I, i still don't think i saw everything 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I there was I never even bought anything. Oh yeah. I went well. <laughs> I, I uh, David Lee, the passionate paddler. He he does uh, work with Eureka. Uh, so he's over there trying to sell you a tent, stuff like that, or answering questions about, you know, tents and, yeah, okay. and all that. They, they're big display, right? So I said, dude, I'm going to come and see you. I need a new tent because Trace and I are, you know, I need a new one to go canoe tripping. Yes. So I figured we'll buy a new tent for us for this coming season. That way, you know, we got a nice lightweight, modern, because I think my tent I've been using for more than one, uh, more than just me, it's got to be at least 15 oh, years yeah? old. It's had better days. <laughs> it's seen lots of kilometers. Uh, so I figured, you know what? I'm going to get something nice, lightweight with vestibules, the, the whole meal deal, right? Yeah. So we're sitting there and uh, all of a sudden, what are, you, what, are you, what are you looking for? And I said, oh, you know, like I want a nice tent. I want it to do, you know, just this, so, you know, lightweight. I want a couple of vestibules and stuff like that. So we can put stuff in because my new one doesn't. I want to make sure it's all covered. There's no leaking. You know, two people. So realistically, I'm looking for a three-man. Yes. Okay. Well, Brad Jennings and Leah Schmidt show up. Okay. So we start talking with them for a minute. And who are they? They are Explore the Backcountry. Yes. Right? Um, so we start talking with them. And then... Jeff McMurtry and Decky Decky show who, up and who are they? from Lostify, Lostify, the new map set Jeff's exactly, yeah. doing. They show up, so we all start talking. So that's two, four, six of us now. Alan Drummond shows up. There's seven of us. And he is Alan went uh, canoe polling with us. Yep. he's Kingdom Outdoor. Exactly. Uh, and then a guy that I met when I was up at Mew, Matt and his dad were there. They're not. They don't belong to any group or anything. Okay. Uh, so there's what? Two, four, six, eight, nine, So you're 11? starting to draw a crowd. <laughs> like 11 of us. <laughs> Somebody else showed, there was another couple that showed up. And I'm trying to remember, I can't remember. Who, but there was like 14 of us standing there <laughs> talking. All I wanted to do was buy a tent. <laughs> so at the end, next thing I know, David's not there. He's over helping someone buy a tent. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> so we all, we all start talking and slowly everybody, oh, I got to go get something to eat. And okay, I got to go. I got to go do this. We'll see you guys later. So I'm standing there. Everybody's left. David's helping somebody else. I'm like. Damn it. <laughs> I think my wife has something to do with that. I don't know. But I just looked at David. He looks at me. I said, I'll see you later. And he goes, sorry, man. I said, not a problem. And off I went to, to see some more stuff. Um, Randy Mitson. Okay. Algonquin Outfitters was there. Has so I was quick, bumping in quick, him. Uh, quick hello with him. Just to show you how... Like I really wasn't paying attention to people around me. I was paying, yeah. looking at booths, yeah. right? So I'm thinking, because I'm thinking, well, could we get them on the show? Could we get them on the show? Because that was my big thing to go there. Yes, was to hook up Set with up. people, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. there that you want to talk. You're to. trying to hook up, were you? Yeah, um, <laughs> Andrea and Hap Wilson. Oh, excellent. Right, we're talking to them. Dimpna Hayes. Is it Hayes? Dimpna. I got her card. Um, and she does Ontario. Oh, I can't remember this. Explore the back Ontario Sea oh. Kayak Center. Yes. Uh, we're going to hook up with them. Yeah. And get them on the show. So, you know, that's what I'm That's what I'm there to do. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I, I connected with a lot of people there. And all of a sudden I hear, hey, Sean. And I look to my, to my right and I look up, look way up. <laughs> How did I miss a guy that's almost seven feet tall and then is a ginger? Jim Baird standing right there. Dude, how did I miss him? <laughs> um, so yeah, I had a quick little chit chat with him. Um, so he was there. Uh, the Adventures in Paddling uh, stage, because they had various stages, right? Okay. Where they give presentations yeah. and that. Uh, Randy Mitson, he did one about Algonquin Parks, a little speech on Friday, which okay. I, was, I, was, I was only there the Saturday. There's stuff on Friday that I would like to see, but unfortunately yeah. I had a job, must, you know. He must be getting good at his little speech because he went, he went over to Scotland. To, oh, yeah, he did that big yeah. big uh, show over there. Yeah, it was a big uh, Tourism Ontario. He needs to go Park to the Germany one. That would be If he's going to the Germany, Randy Mitson, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you're going over to that big show in Germany, I think it's usually in October. Yes. We'll, if you need yes. anybody to help you over yes. there. 
Uh, we'll we'll carry your bags. We'll oh. set up your booth. We'll we'll help you out, man. Help you with your hair, your <laughs> nails, <laughs> flip flop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I've looked at that one. And uh, anyway, uh, so he gave his speech on uh, Algonquin Park's paddling routes and stuff, yeah. which is cool. Jim Barry gave he talked about the Kasagami River and uh, doing it alone on on Friday as well. Saturday morning, I got there in time to see Camper Christina give her speech uh, on solo adventuring. Okay. Right. Uh, David Lee, I watched his mountain river trip. Oh. Uh, he talked, it was nice. I he, to see he, that. he went, he, he tried to, there was so much information mm-hmm. and so many pictures. Of, yeah. uh, he was, the guy was basically doing the, okay, wrap it up. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the guy, hey, in six minutes on this stage. And every time David went to start talking. The guy would interrupt him, like the guy over the big uh, announce system. And we're just like, (laughs) come on. So, uh, and then Mike Ranta was there, talked about bears. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, saw him and Spitzy right away. And, you know, uh, that was nice. Sunday, I was contemplating going back, but I just had too much to do. And unfortunately, David Bain um, with the Ontario Backcountry Canoeing Symposium. Oh, I still haven't bought tickets. (laughs) You have to remind me to buy tickets to that. Hey, there, buy We're tickets. a sponsor. Yeah. We need to get tickets. <laughs> We're sponsoring that show inside, but we didn't buy tickets. We can't get in. David, if you're listening, save two tickets. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Um, he was there talking about solo canoeing. And Sunday, also, Adam Schultz, alone across Canada's Arctic. Oh, okay. I wanted to see that one. Yeah. But... He's a guy I'd like to get on the show. A lot of these chat. same things will be at the Ottawa show, right? I honestly don't know. Because if it is at the Ottawa show, then we'll have to go. And not, there's all these things I want to, I really want to see the mountain river, David Lee's mountain river trip. Yeah. I don't know if he'll, if he's there. Uh, we'll have to take a peek yeah. at that. Was, yeah. Cause if it's here, it might be there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the best of Canada adventure stage, which had Hap Wilson talking about his favorite places. Mike Ranta, how to rescue a baby moose. Oh yes. Jim yeah. Baird was talking about alone. Okay, yeah. Apparently he was on some show he won it. Yeah, so I think his brother or something was with him. I don't know. <laughs> I heard rumors. <laughs> Kevin Callum was there talking about his canoeing Nova Scotia thing. Okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, Brad and Leah were talking about off the beaten path. You know, why you should go off the beaten path mm-hmm. and not necessarily stay. Uh, take the, the, the easy ways. Uh, Harlan Schwartz. Uh, Who's that? Red Lake Outfitters. Okay. Lake Outfit- yeah. Uh, he's talking about Woodland Caribou. He's the guy uh, we went through when we did our, yep. our big trip up yeah, north. Yeah, you and Mark and... Yeah. And actually, uh, I stopped at his booth and was having a good chat with him. Uh, I said I want to get back up that way again. So, there was the Whitewater Demo Pool, which is yes. there every year, the, right? Every year, yeah. So, you see the stand-up paddleboard demos, the rafting demos, canoe demos and clinics, uh, how to roll a sea kayak mm-hmm. and come back up the other side. Because yeah. rolling over... Pfft, that is, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I, I, I can do half the skill. <laughs> the other half of the skill involves drowning, apparently, <laughs> in my version. Yes. Uh, there was stand-up paddleboard yoga, and there was also a how to get into kayaking okay. thing, right? Um, so, yeah, so those were the big stages, things that were going on. And there was there were some that, yeah, I, you know, I like to see and whatnot, but then there was a couple that were, like, either Friday or Saturday. Yeah. I would have loved to see, but it's, I, I was, just didn't. I wish I could have gone. It's just timing with the ski trip and stuff, but it's... Uh, it's also it's an a, hour the other side of the city. Yeah. You know, so you got to... You're committed to... Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're either buying a... Going Saturday and staying overnight somewhere yeah. and going back Sunday. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the price of gas and whatnot, yeah. going back and forth all weekend is going to be the same as a hotel room. But what I'm looking forward to with with these shows is it's it's a completely different animal now instead of me just wandering through silently looking at booths and trying not to get in people's way suddenly you know oh, it's a people social there, event right? it becomes a huge social yeah. event because suddenly you like we through the radio show suddenly know so many people we've interviewed so many people that now it's this social event and you get to meet all the people you know and have chats and it's it's just completely different because yeah. like like i say normally i just kind of kind of silently go through look at stuff look at booths and so i'd like and, to do this i'd like, like to do that and, and like you said now you couldn't even look at the booths because you're too busy chatting chatting yeah <laughs> yeah you're too busy chatting with people all the time which is not a problem at all no i had an absolute blast yeah. honestly and i'm getting texts saying like um where are you now <laughs> where are you and we're, we're we're all going to the mandarin afterwards or, or whatever we ended up at uh 
the camping family. We ended up at their place. Oh, cool. The yeah. Sontags, Sontags uh, yeah. having barbecue and nice. Um, there was a bunch of people that were at the 150 for 150 were there. Okay. So yeah. I had a couple of drinks yeah. and some barbecue and watched the Leaf game and then watched the end of the Montreal game and mm-hmm. all, you know, cause I'm total fans of those two teams. And uh, <laughs> that was Saturday night. Leafs were playing yeah. what? Boston. Uh, Boston. Yeah. And Boston. I believe they won it. Boston. Last. Yeah. And Montreal, I think was playing Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. Um, then you're, I mean, you're walking around, you're seeing the canoe and kayak companies like Swift was there, H2O Canoe Company was there, North Star Canoes, Bear Paulson with North Star. He gave a little little speech on Saturday. I missed uh, missed that. Um, he was talking solo paddling um, as well. Uh, Thoa? Toa? No, I don't T-H-O? Know. The Great and Mysterious Toa? Toe. Toe? Thoa? Thoa? Yeah, I, it's uh, yeah, I, it's I like know. the roof racks, Thule, 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 yeah. Anyway, from from North Star Canoes, um, he was there, and but I actually went up to him afterwards and uh, asked if he was going to be at the Quiet Water Symposium this week, and he says North Star will be there, but he won't be. Yeah. So that kind of sucks, but you know. Um, so Silver Creek Canoes, Source River Canoes were there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the normal, yeah, the normal crowd. Then you get the outfitters and stores were there, like Algonquin Outfitters was there, Blackfeather Wilderness Adventure Company, Up North Adventures, Red Lake Outfitters. Like I said, I went and talked to um, Harlan, uh, Harlan Schwartz, Schwartz at uh, Schwartz. Red Lake Outfitters there. And uh, actually, that Viking Air hat. Okay. Th- yep. That hat, like, is, yep. you never see me wear another hat He's except Viking for that Air? one. No, but that's who we flew out with on that trip. And he organized it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're just like, across road and yeah. down a little bit okay. from them. Um, Paddle Shack was there. Canadian Outdoor Equipment Company was there and Eureka was there. Actually, my new hot tent, Tim from Canadian Outdoor Equipment Company. Tim Foley? Tim Foley. They had that, uh, the new 10 by 10 Esker Classic. Okay. Set up there. You bought the 8 by 10? No, the, I bought the 10 by 10. You have the 10 yep, by 10. The and exact the, same the one. The next one is a 12 by 10? 12 by 12? Yeah. I thought it was 12 by 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think because they're, they're, they're square. How did you find the room? Not, not that I want to change the subject, but while we're on it, how did you find your 10 by 10 for room sleeping at Mew Lake? Awesome. Like, would you need, how many people could comfortably sleep in it? With the for wood one stove person? And... Well, I had the I had a big cot. The yeah. cot was a bit of a fiasco because it mm-hmm. didn't really, it was a bit bigger than it was supposed to be and didn't fit together properly and it oh. was poorly made. I ended up returning it. Oh, okay. So it was bad. I won't even go there. <laughs> um, but I had my cot set up. Yeah. And I had a chair in there and I had the big thing in there. And there was still plenty of room. Mm-hmm. If I didn't bring that cot, like even two people, three people could Maybe. still. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't get three people in there. Unless, but you know, I was, I was shacking up wanted... with a couple of uh, circus midgets. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a completely other story. <laughs> but if I wanted to get my wife and two kids, I should go with a 12 by 12 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah you could do that. Okay. You wouldn't bring, you wouldn't be bringing cots though. No. Unless you got those disc beds. But even still, that was, you'd make it two di- one disc bed in there, mm-hmm. like the bunk bed things. Yeah. And then a couple of, on the floors. The kids don't take much room up. Yeah. They, me and my wife sleep in cots. And we have usually have this big inflatable uh, twin bed that the kids sleep on in a corner. Yeah, um, that might not fit. I'm not sure. Depends on how you have the size yeah, of your, range, your stove yeah. too, right? Yeah. But no, it, it it was, and I had the wood floor, which was a big hit. Yes, I. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's another story. Um, we'll chat, maybe chat with them a little bit there. Um, but uh, yeah, Eureka was there, and I didn't buy a tent. <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Explore Magazine was there. Rapid Media was there. Oh, cool. Uh, Paddle Canada was there. Madawaska Canoe Center was there. Ontario Sea Kayak Center. Orca, the Ontario Recreational Canoe and Kayaking Association was there. Um, everybody keeps telling me, oh, if you're going to Tomogamy, you should join the Friends of Tomogamy. So I'm sitting there. I couldn't find them. Oh. Little did I know, when I was talking to Harlan at uh, Red Lake Outfitters, mm-hmm. 
if I would have turned my head to the left in the booth next door to him. There they are. There, oh, <laughs> man. So, yeah. And then there was all the booths that really, to me, didn't belong there. There was hair straighteners. There was flight <laughs> underwear. But, you but, know, that's uh, funny. It's it's just people who... Meat. They just buy the the uh, the floor space and, yeah. and join the show. They have nothing to do with the sport or the event or nothing. It's But just, there's D&D meat, which is dried meats. And they do booming business. Yeah. But they really don't have anything. Well, if you want to look at canoe tripping and stuff, you buy the dried meats to yeah. take on your trips. Because mm-hmm. it's meat that doesn't need to be kept but, cold. But you buy it now, it's not going to be, it'll be expired by the time your summer camping trip comes Probably. around. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Does that expire at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So you're saying the stuff I've been saving for four years might want to check it out? Yeah, exactly. It's not supposed to be blue like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I thought it was just aging like a fine wine. <laughs> yeah. Guess Possibly. Not. There was a lot of destination and travel companies, and they are offering everything. And that's the big complaint most people have about it, is there's not a lot of gear for sale mm-hmm. like there used to be. Yeah. There is gear for sale, yeah. but it's just not oodles of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of the destination places that are... You know, offer everything from laying on a beach to horseback riding to going out in the day paddling. Yeah. So it depends on what you're looking for. But I think a lot of people get in their brains, that has nothing to do with outdoor adventure. No, but it's, and we've had, uh, I won't go into specifics, but we've had conversations with several people who, who have discussed the changing environment of outdoor shows and how, uh, like products and gear it's easier to buy online and cheaper to buy online and you don't actually have as many sales as you would at a show anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. pay for the square footage, Yeah. but destination adventure companies yep. still do. Like that's where they would get a chunk of their business because people go, Oh, I never heard about you. I didn't know I could do that. I can sleep in a tree house, you know, stuff like that. Right. There was, I think about two or three companies from Nepal. Oh yeah. Except for paddling Nepal. Because I funny. was searching for them. That would the minute funny. I saw that, oh, I was gonna go right up to them and say, So are you paying for my flight or what? Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll come. We'll, we'll come. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> so But you know what? All in all, for what it is, it was a it was a decent show. Mm-hmm. And the people that are complaining about the, you know, well, it's not really outdoor adventure. They're people that go backcountry and stuff yes. like that. So their destination of outdoor adventure is different from some people I know who love to go to Cuba and yes. love to go to Mexico. That, to them, exactly. is yeah. outdoor adventure. It's everybody has so. a different degree of how far or where their adventure takes them. Yeah. Right? So, uh, like I say, I met a ton of people, made a bunch of connections, um, and people were just saying, oh, I listened to your show. <laughs> now I know the face. Yeah. He says, or... Your face doesn't match your voice on the radio. I still don't know whether that's an insult or not. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You should see how ugly Derek is. <laughs> With that hook hand and one eye. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow. But, I mean, I love going to those shows. And like I say, now it's just even, even more so. Because you're, you're chatting all these people that you, you yeah. see every so often. Exactly. Right? But you don't see all the time. You can sit down and have a quick little chat with them and then you're mm-hmm. off and looking at a few things and um yeah some of it's same old same old but uh yeah i didn't buy anything i went there and thinking okay you know what i got some some money in my pocket i'm gonna yeah. look at the tent i'm gonna look at a couple little pieces of gear you know just that not a thing <laughs> not a thing so i i i think this is how people become rich doing this doing what what we're doing because people don't become rich. Oh, they do. What we do. They do, and I figured out how. Because we spend so much time talking, we, can't we don't spend, spend money. our money. <laughs> <laughs> so it just sits in the bank and collects interest. Okay, I, I, so I just, can believe that. That's, how, that, that's you, the whole spin you, on the you, deal. You, you could sell me on that. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can sell me too because apparently now I've got money in my bank that I never spent on the weekend. Yes, <laughs> missed out on the fabulous deals, but. Nah, it was good. I, I'll, I'll be back again. And we're actually, we were humming and hawing about the one in Ottawa in uh, March. Mm-hmm. And... Is it April? Sorry, April. Yes, April. April, 20, April 20th, 21st. 20, 21, 22. Yes. Um, 
we were hemming and hawing about that one. I might go to it anyway because maybe there's some deals. <laughs> I might be able to spend some of my money. I've never found stuff the deals to be overly drastic. Like I've never. You know really what? Found 20, it. 20, 25 years ago, I remember being a teenager. There was deals to late be had. teens, early twenties. Yeah, there was especially Sunday when people mm-hmm. didn't want to tote. Well, a lot of the fishing stuff too. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to tote all these fishing rods back. So. You know, it was a fifty dollar, fifty percent off for the show. I'll give it to you for seventy five percent off, yeah. just so I don't have to carry it yeah. back, sort of thing, right? Yeah, and see that—that's the kind of deals that I would go for. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of it was just, uh, you know, um, regular old pricing with maybe a little bit of a deal, yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah. but nah, I enjoyed it. It was good. So, anyway, let's take a quick break here and. Instead of us uh, just chatting about what we're doing, <laughs> you've uh, come across an article. An interesting thing. An interesting thing, which sort of pertains to me at points, because yes. I, I can relate. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So Derek, we've talked before when I've been on canoe trips um, that sometimes things go south and, you know, stub a toe or yes. trip or twist an angle or something. And my preferred method of stress relief is to drop an F-bomb or exactly. seven. And little did you know. I was the cusp anis- of scientific <laughs> breakthrough. You're on the bleeding edge of scientific breakthroughs. The bleeding edge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sometimes. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. It's uh, like you often, and who doesn't? Like if you stub a toe, if you, you know, you, you bark your shin off of uh, off the edge of the canoe or, or a rock on the portage or you, whatever. Like you, when you hurt yourself, you, stro- you drop a few few kindly words into the forest and uh, expletives yes yes (laughs) (laughs) but what is interesting is i and i came across this article i actually came across a few articles there's various parts of the internet you know the new york times has something about how what great value uh, the youth get out of swearing and there's all kinds of stuff but anyways one of the ones that i found particularly interesting is the science of why swearing reduces pain and I just apparently I, I, been, I knew stuff that I didn't know I knew. <laughs> I've been fixated on this story. I think I mentioned it here about four or five times before you managed to uh, get you to let me talk about it here. <laughs> before I finally actually had a chance to read it, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, psychologist Richard Stevens, he's at Keele University in Staffordshire, England. He uh, he managed to persuade. He, he came up with this plan, right? And he persu- persuaded sixty-seven undergrad students to join in the study. And what the study was is he wanted to determine pain tolerance and how pain tolerance is affected by certain stimuli. And the stimuli that he chose to use was swearing. So basically, mm-hmm. it, it, they even ran it by uh, by the uh, ethics commission for the uh, for their university, and they said, <laughs> "Sure, you can do that." I think. Anyway, so the the pain test was uh, dipping your hand in ice water. And if you ever stood in a really cold lake and felt the pain of your ankles or, or you, you know, as a, as a bar joke or as a party trick, you'd see along people could stick their hand in the, uh, in the beer bucket, uh, you know, so the, uh, the, the beer ice bucket, you know, it's, it's painful. It's hard to hold on to that. Yeah. Right. 
Anyway, so what he did is he got people to put their hand in the ice water. They timed it. And they did it twice, right? The first time they could uh, do it while swearing. The other time they would pick a random word like flat surface and yell that and see how long. And what they found was interesting. And it's been duplicated in various other studies. So this is not just a one-off. So basically, you uh, by swearing or by cursing, you pick a, they, they picked one expletive or whatever out of a list of five. And they said, okay, this is your word that you're going to use. They were able to hold their hand in water for 50% longer than if you didn't swear. Really? So what it does is... And, and I hope what, my mom's listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's helpful, mom. Yeah. I'm telling you this since I was a freaking kid. <laughs> but isn't that interesting how swearing reduces your... It increases your pain tolerance, reduces the pain sensory, the, and what they, basically what it results in and what a lot of people have, have determined is that pain is less physical and more, more psychological. psychological. So there's a, there's a huge psychological quotient to pain, mm-hmm. right? And, and even they've even gone to parts of the study where if there's a guy with his hand in the ice bucket, whether he's swearing or saying just a common word, he can hold his hand in even longer if it's a woman conducting the test on him and doing the timing. So if a woman is timing you and you get your hand in a bucket, you're going to try and be more of a man, I guess, and mm-hmm. and hold out even longer, right? right? And so it was. It's interesting how the, the psychology is, of pain is it comes out of this study. It's it, I found it really fascinating and and super funny, right? Like the, all the different aspects of the articles. It was a really well written article. It's a, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it just goes to show, like uh, you were onto something when you uh, drop your f bombs in the middle of the uh, portage when you, uh, you know, barked your knee off of a rock off a yeah, rock or a all log. those times that I was out there and I <laughs> swearing my face off because, yeah. it's, you know, hey, it helps you get through. It really it releases a stress, and yeah, it's just and I, it, it's just getting that big out. Yes, you yes, know that that yes. stress. It's it's like getting rid of a giant ball of stress, and you just. And you can it, it motor on. Yeah, it yeah. reinvigorates you. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes you, you're sitting there looking at each other and you're just like start laughing. It's just like, <laughs> you know, are you effing kidding me? And yeah. All that and you, you get or, through it. Or sometimes it hurts so bad that you're rolling on the ground laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah, oh yeah. my God, I can't believe yeah. this hurts so much. Yeah. Or you, you're holding your knee and you're stringing together at least 70 to 80 words <laughs> that are either unintelligible yeah. there's a blue cloud or, or there's a blue cloud <laughs> yeah there's a lineup of mothers with bars of soap yes which but uh, by the way when i was younger my mother washed my mouth out with soap once and when she pulled the bar out there was a bite missing oh. and i was chewing <laughs> well yeah. that doesn't work well that sure didn't make her happy get <laughs> <laughs> that out oh well you know <laughs> But hey, this is good. Yeah, you know what? Like, it's it's all a psychological, and I think that's part of the thing with when you look at uh, yeah. things like torture and stuff. Yes, it's psycho. It's more psychological than anything. Yes, you're 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 bracing for that pain, and is just thinking about it is making it worse. Exactly, it's just like the dentist going oh, to the dentist. Exactly, some you're thinking, have... oh my god, it's going to be absolutely horrible, and then you, you're building yourself up. But once you're done, you're like, well, that was that like, was a non-event. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, is that yeah. all about right? Yeah, and 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 on the side of the psych- uh, the uh, pain of the psychological side of pain, they uh, they also had the guys wired up, right? Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just perception or time in the ice bucket, but they also measured the fact that swearing or not swearing, there was a difference in heart rate and galvanic skin response. So galvanic skin response basically if you start to perspire your skin becomes more more uh clammy clammy exactly (laughs) so you transmit electricity a little bit better so what they're finding it wasn't just the fact you could hold your hand in water longer by swearing your heart rate would have changed as well from one time to another and so it just it just kind of goes to show all the different aspects of swearing it's not just your mental ability, your actual physiology changes with swearing. I wonder if I could use this at work. 
<laughs> I, I'm thinking not. <laughs> yeah, that might be a problem. I'll let eh? you know tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. let me know what the HR department has to say. <laughs> she quit. <laughs> You're the new HR? Yeah, I'm the new HR guy. So, yeah, it was that was uh, interesting uh, to hear that, but, you know, I already apparently knew it. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, yeah. It, it comes naturally, yeah, really. it comes naturally, yeah. <laughs> this guy yeah. just proved it. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you know. Um, this was subjects here. Speaking of crying, <laughs> my wallet. <laughs> so I've been looking at kayaks okay. and been talking to Kelly over at the complete paddler. Yes. Um, he's got a lot of stuff there, eh? Yes. Canoes, kayaks, you name it. Stand up paddle board. He's like one stop shop. Oh, absolutely. He's been around a while. It's uh, it, he, He's a nice guy. It's like you want to go in there and buy stuff. It's not one of these other big box stores or something, right? There's a yeah. personal side to... Oh, uh, yeah. He'll, he'll help you out, no problems. Um, so I was checking things, and they've got a couple things there, and it came down to two kayaks. So you're looking at what kind of... The, the, talk to me. Tell me about what you're exactly you're trying to achieve if you get a kayak. I'm lo- I'm not looking for small rivers and really portaging that. Yeah. I want something that I could do if I wanted, but I want to hit some bigger water as well. So you want to Georgian do Georgian Bay, Bay and, maybe and go stuff zipping like through the Great Lakes and stuff. Yeah. Just that little bit farther that you can't go in a canoe or wouldn't go in a canoe. Yes. I'd like to start doing yeah. some of that. Something more stable, but you yeah. can still trip. Exactly. It's, it's not a weekend warrior thing. It's like more of a maybe like three to five days or more or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was going, yeah, launch into Georgian Bay and... <laughs> Circle around and Edward Island and yeah. do a long trip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All that sort of stuff. Okay. Right. So, and it, what, what this matters for us when you're just, we're describing these canoes or these kayaks, I mean, the, the listeners are going to go, Oh, that's what he's getting at. That's why he wants right. this model. That's why he wants to, something that's going to go that distance. Well, it's come down to two of them that they've got there. They're both wilderness systems. It's the, the Zephyr 160 and the Tsunami one uh, 145 yeah which is 14 and a half feet or 16 feet right yeah so the longer one um the zephyr 160 i like yeah it's longer and a lot of the the reviews i saw they're guys you know i'm six foot one i'm six foot three 240 pounds 250 so, pounds yeah it's for and I mean, I'm six foot one, 230 pounds. Yeah. So this is perfect. They so say you, you need a craft good. that is going to carry your gear and you. Yeah. And well, even still like a lot of them with the cockpit. Exactly. Like, it, guys easy, are saying, can, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll hold my weight, but I can't get in and out of it. <laughs> you know, as I say with these little, little cars, like the smart car, it's yeah. the birthing experience all over again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah, I want, and that's one of my biggest things. If I ever roll. I want to be able to get out quick. I don't want to be struggling <laughs> underwater, you know. Uh, I can't get my hips yeah, out. I can't get my fat arse. So the Wilderness Systems Tsunami 145 kayak, the most paddler-friendly, comfortable, versatile, high-performance, light-touring kayak ever designed. So it says. Yeah, that's what they say. Melds, st- melds stability and quickness of a recreational touring kayak with the speed, storage, and efficiency of a sea kayak. Hmm. Okay. The Zephyr 160, well-balanced performance, geared towards touring, uh, slim hull design allows boat to be maneuvered easily, plenty of space for gear, needs of a day or weekend explorer. The Zephyr, now the, the Tsunami, you can get a attachable rudder. Yeah. The Zephyr has a drop-down skeg. There's a little thing just out the side, beside the, the cockpit. Okay, yeah. That yep. you press and slide. Yes. And the skeg drops down. So, perfect. Um, the Zephyr has three bulkheads. So, three separate storage compartments. Okay. The Tsunami has just two. Okay. So, the small hatch behind the cockpit is in this is just like the big hatch behind that. Mm-hmm. It's all the same area. Yep. Um, it's 14 and a half feet versus 16 feet. Uh, you know, you're looking at 54 or 56 pounds. It's, and there's, there's really, it's like you're talking just a couple of inches and a couple of pounds for everything. But what gets me is the, the 145, the tsunami. Yeah. Maximum capacity. I was 350 noticing that. pounds 
as opposed to the Zephyr 160 is 300 pounds. What's the is it width? What's the width? So 23. So the longer one is at 23 inches. It's slimmer. And the width is 24. It's actually yeah. So it's slimmer. So that's where you're losing your capacity. So mm-hmm. it has a narrower, longer water line. So you're going to get more speed over water, ease of speed over water. So you're gonna you're gonna be able to go longer and further than with the shorter, fatter one, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that it does have less capacity with its longer length. Yeah. You're losing the width in the, yeah. Huh. So it's it's uh, really interesting as you're just looking at all that. So both the adjustable padded thigh braces, yep. domed bow, midship, and stern hatches. Uh, like I say, the Tsunami has the bow and midship bulkheads. The Zephyr has the bow, midship, and stern bulkheads. Uh, Bungee deck rigging with reflective static perimeter safety lines. Soft touch handles. The Zephyr has the true track skeg system. Yeah. um, And a compass recess. That's perfect. So there's this big thing in front of the front hatch. Yes. That you can throw a a, a big compass in there. Yeah, you you can stay on track if you're in more open water as opposed... Because if you're along shoreline, you, you really don't need a compass. But if you're out in in big water, and you want to know where you are. Yeah, you want to be able to track and not get off course. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this for a while, and like I say, I took it. Like, and right off the bat, I'm thinking, and then, you know, there are people that say, "Well, why do you need one so long?" It's the it's the speed over water, and, and the, yeah, and going over. out farther when you get in the big swells yep. and stuff like that. I yes. think I'd, I'd I'd be better or feel better exactly. in a, a longer one sort of thing. Yeah, it's like the difference between a log. On a wavy ocean and a cork mm-hmm. on a wavy ocean. Yeah, the cork's gonna be all over the place. Yeah, right. But so, uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, I've probably had about six people ask me, well, why why so long? Why don't you get a smaller one? I, I would, you know what? Honestly, I would go for the longer one too. Mm-hmm. It, the the only concern would be the capacity, but then again, see, I have the mentality of packing for a canoe trip. Well, and that's why I'm saying because you're not gonna be throwing a ton of stuff in there. You either, really right? have to limit what gear you bring when you yeah. go kayaking. Because if I'm sitting there at three two thirty, that's seventy pounds worth of gear. Yeah, I'm not bringing seventy pounds worth of gear. You wouldn't think so. In like in yeah. a canoe on a canoe trip, I might if I'm on a not, canoe trip. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, but on something like this, no, no, I I don't think I'd be bringing that much. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so I'm. I mean, like I say, I, I've shown you the pictures here, and uh, the tsunami has uh, basically squared off rear end mm-hmm. so you can put a, a rudder and the uh zephyr has the the skeg that drops down but i mean they're really not that that different so it's funny the uh so the tsunami has two compartments but they both have three hatches mm-hmm. the back two that are on the, the tsunami are one compartment. are one compartment yeah and the small one right behind the cockpit is just so you can quickly take that off, maybe grab mm-hmm. like snacks or something while you're out in the yeah. water, right? Oh, and I can see the compass pocket too on mm-hmm. the uh, on the Zephyr. Yeah, yeah, that big one, the ball yeah. area right at the front. Yeah, uh, you can definitely see it's you know it's that what foot and a half longer, mm-hmm. and it does. They, I mean, both of them look nice, um, but I think, yeah, I definitely think I would go for this sixteen footer. I want to see if I can get them in a pool or something and try them out. Have you compared prices? Like, or does it? Uh, I know he's got. He's actually got these specific two on sale. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and they're they're a few hundred bucks apart. Hmm. So, I mean, if I wanted to go the cheaper route, you know, I'd definitely go the the tsunami. Yeah. But. uh, But what you save in money, you might regret later in usability, right? And see that that's exactly what I'm thinking is. Do I want to shortchange myself and then, because I don't want to have to spend that kind of money again just again. for an extra foot and a half. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, you know, it's, yeah, it, I, you would never, you would never regret getting the longer kayak, but mm. you might regret getting the shorter one. Yeah. So anyway, I haven't uh, fully hundred percent laid the money down. I said that's the one I'm getting. Still doing some research, but uh, I think I've narrowed it down to at least two. Mm-hmm. It's a far cry from what I thought I'd be saying a couple years back. I know, eh? You, you, kayak? Like... What do I need a kayak for? <laughs> Stupid kayakers. Kayakers, <laughs> what are they doing? Meshing up our lakes. Get off our lakes and rivers and crappy kayakers. Anyway, let's take a quick break here and we'll be right back. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. 
Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Hey, this is Sean Rowley and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. So Derek, what's on our event list? Uh, upcoming events. So this weekend is the Quiet Water Symposium, March 3rd at the Michigan State University. Who's going and who's not? I'm going, <laughs> you are not. Yeah, I have prior commitments. I can't make it. And then after that, we have Saturday, April 7th is the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium at the Theatre of the Arts Building, University of Waterloo, which we are sponsors, sponsors. of and which we don't have tickets, tickets for. <laughs> <laughs> Wiener. <laughs> I, I got to buy those tickets and, and, and you should be reminding me because I have to buy it for both of us. You know what else I'm reminding you? What? There is something between these two events, March 20th. At Drums and Flats in Ajax. Yes, we can't forget that. Tickets are $15. You can get them at Eventbrite. It's the Paddling Film Festival. Previously known as the Real Paddling Film Festival, which we're hosting this year. Yes. Uh, Massive TVs. I think we need to do a video and post it so people exactly. see online what, facebook yeah. the web page and stuff yeah, like so that yeah so people can see these uh, screens absolutely it's a fantastic event uh, in the meantime you can find more about us on paddlingadventuresradio.com facebook twitter and instagram you can find us on itunes google play and the episode page of our website thanks everybody for listening i'm Sean Rowley. and i'm Derek Spest we'll see you next time <laughs>